Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of Ramble Meets is sponsored by Bet365. Max Rushton, amateur footballer, host of the world's biggest football podcast, the Guardian Football Weekly, and most importantly, the voice of Gaviscon. Max, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. They said it wasn't possible. They said it couldn't happen. They said it was, this is kind of like our like Marvel moment, isn't it? Well, what you want it to be really is like that the Anchorman scene. Yeah. So you need James Richardson over there, opposite. Never heard of him. Okay, you there. Yeah. And who's there? Um, probably. I don't know. Really, I think I think that's that, that's it. Are we the top three? I hope so. I mean, if you're going to go down that road, it should be Marcus here, not me, because Marcus okay. is kind of the host. So. Okay, okay. Well, not kind of the host, he is the host. Okay. Um, Do you aspire to that? No, that? Okay. no, no. It's better to be at the uh, the right hand of yeah. God, I'd say. You don't want to be the new Marcus Speller. No. You're happy being the current Luke, Luke Moore. Moore. Yeah. yeah, as happy as I can be in yeah. the circumstances, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for coming in. No, thanks for having me. I think people will be excited for this one. Because well, they... you say that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we can but disappoint them. But, um... What? Give us a little. I mean, people are used to hearing you as the um, as, the, as the voice of Football Weekly and mm-hmm. the, obviously Soccer AM and all that kind of stuff. And the, of course, the, 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 the glory, voice of Gaviscon, the glory years, yeah. two thousand eight to twenty fifteen. Yes, as they're as they're popularly known. Yeah, is, is, that, is, that, is that happen a I, lot? I think it's universally known that they were the best years of Soccer AM. I'm, I'm not sure if anyone else agrees with that. What year I, did you do Soccer AM? Two thousand eight to twenty fifteen. You did it for seven seasons. Yeah. yeah, and in between that was Andy Goldstein, or before that. So, Lovejoy did a decade. Goldstein did a year. 
And okay. Then, and then I, you did it. Okay. I, I was doing the late show on Talk Sports and Andy was doing Soccer AM. And then that switch happened. Right. Um, and I was in Pret and he walked in with his wife quite recently and then, or a couple of years ago, and he said, This is the man that almost ruined our child's life. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> okay. But, uh, we, you know, we've all stolen jobs off each other and lost them to each other before. So I, I believe Andy has forgiven me now. We're all in the same cesspool, mate, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, do, totally. I mean, do you honestly believe that it was still good in 2015? <laughs> I was just asking. I, I, do you know what? I, I'm not saying you weren't good. No, no, I'm no, asking no. if the show was good in 2015. I, 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 when you're doing it right, you're in such a bubble. So I think the, the the most people that ever watched it was about 600,000, right? Yeah. But you felt that it was the whole country. And actually... It's kind of great in the sum of its parts for a long while, I'd Yeah, I, I think actually it, it genuinely was, even towards the end of the time I was doing it, the advantage we had was if something funny happened in League Two, it was like a long clip show, right? Yes. And if you got really famous guests, you were lucky, and then some weeks you were like, oh, there's an indie band no one's heard of and they're not going to say anything yeah. and a championship footballer and this might be a struggle. Mm. But even in 2015, if something funny happened in League 2, you didn't see it until Soccer AM. Yeah. Okay. So now, you've seen it before that game's even finished. Sure. So I think it's much harder for them. Yeah. I, look, I had a, I had a, just a brilliant time. There mm. were bits I really didn't like, like the thought of the Soccerette part, right? Which was... Mm. Was that still happening in 2015? No, 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 no. It took me two years to kill that bit. Okay. Like, I really was not very good at... Or happy with it. When I got the job, I I probably would have done anything they wanted to do. Like, it was just like a life-changing moment for me. I wasn't in a position of any sort of power to say, I think this is really unedifying or I don't like this bit or whatever. I was just like, yeah, sure. Tell me what to do. I mean, I'd never done a TV show, right? I was just totally... I was just like a rabbit in the headlights. Um... So uh, there were bits I didn't like, but there was there were things that were just too much fun from that, you know. Mm. So recreating John Lewis adverts when you just spend mm. a day dressed as a penguin, yeah, you know, and then yeah. think this is this is a this is my so, job. So yeah, right? great fun at work, basically. Just, it said. was just really fun. We yeah. we were in Rock of Ages. Yeah, we um, Amy McDonald. Like I got a record deal <laughs> off uh, off um, Amy McDonald's manager. You know the the Scottish singer, you know? Amy yeah, Donald? yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And um, there'd been this long running thing about me being a clarinetist, right? Like they they gave me the job and they thought I was cool, and then they said, "Which three people do you want to have on the show?" And I said, "David Attenborough, Angela Lansbury, and Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours." Yeah, okay. and they basically thought, "Oh, we've hired the wrong. Okay. <laughs> we've hired entirely so how much the wrong due person. diligence did they do on you to give you the job in the first place? Then I because before that you were BBC Radio London, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'd done. I I was at Radio Cambridgeshire for four years. Yeah, right. I did the longest ever radio show in a shopping centre in Cambridge, six days for children in need. You must have had a break. You could have fifteen minutes off every eight hours, and you could play two six-minute songs back to back. How did you sleep? I had like a little bed in front of me, yeah. and at midnight I'd go to sleep for that yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then I'd just get sort of bashed, and I'd wake up and I'd introduce the Eagles quite regularly, the Eagles or anyone that. That's had... quite dangerous, no? I th- by day five, I was hallucinating. Definitely, I was not. Totally do you, do you right. still hold the record now? No, it took me longer to. I held the record for less time because some <laughs> guy in Slovenia started on the Wednesday. Oh, that's annoying. But it doesn't matter. You know, it, it was funny. So I did that and then I moved to BBC London as like a as a reporter yeah. and like a newsreader. Um, and I did 
you know, some pretty heavy stuff like the Damalola Taylor trial and mm-hmm. Seven Seven and things like that. But really, I just wanted to present. Yeah, okay. Eventually, got the overnight show, um, which is a great time to be on air. It's a terrible mm. time for your existence. Yeah. But everyone who rings in is. Oh, you could cut totally, your teeth properly there, yeah. right? Because yeah, you, you're prepared for everything, right? There was one. There was one show where someone had left Trivial Pursuit in and we'd brought it in. We said, like, it's me and the producer versus the listeners. And you ring up and play for as long as you like, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're, we'll, be the, we'll be the green disc, you'll be the yellow disc, we'll just go around the board, play Trivial yeah. Pursuit. And, you yeah. know, we'll be like, right, you've got a six pink question. Can't do that on Soccer AM. No, you can't. <laughs> and I remember we were, we, we were doing this show and then this, these guys had been on for, like, 40 minutes. And it's, like, two in the morning. Four in the morning, even, I don't know. And then we just heard this, can you... Can you keep it down, please? And we're like, who was that? Who was that? And then I think it was Stephen Harrow was like, oh, it's just my parents telling me to go to bed. And you're like, you just had this total image of yeah. this guy. And I was like, oh, well, just go to bed, Steve. It's fine. Yeah. He went, no, 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 I'll go out on the street. So you had this image of a man in Harrow <laughs> on his phone playing Chival Pursuit. Right. So I did that. Um, and we did this astrology phone. Like, like, on a Wednesday was astrology night. Right, right. Not, not an area of expertise for me. No, or anyone. And, and, this, <laughs> and this woman rang up. I can't remember her name. And she said, Look, "I work in finance, and and I don't think my career is going that well. And I just wonder if it was, you know, anything to do with, you know, my node being near Neptune or or something." Right. And I, and before the astrologer started, I said, "Look, you know, you ring us up like every hour through the night." I'm just going to hazard a guess that maybe you're not getting enough sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. That's got something to do with it, yeah. <laughs> so I did that, and then they took me off the overnight show um, in a kind of Jerry Maguire way. They took me to a cafe, um, this this woman called Nikki, who wore leather trousers, and she said, you're never going to present at this station again. Right. And I was like, oh, I was really sad about that. Yeah. Um, and in a cafe, so I couldn't like throw it. Yeah. I couldn't have that a tantrum. Well, you, I'm sure some people would have done. Oh, I don't You're know. You're far too genial for that. That's anyway, she left and went to Look East um, and uh, and then the new boss ran out of famous people. Right. right. Couldn't, genuinely, they couldn't agree terms, I'm pretty sure this is true, with Pat Sharp. Right. Right. And well, so, Pat Sharp's a great radio well, broadcaster with some year standing. Yeah, I know. So Not just about Funhouse, Max. <laughs> they couldn't agree terms with Pat yeah. in his sort of post-mullet days. No. And so they said, do you want to be the breakfast show for two, two weeks? Yeah. And then they just kind of forgot and I did it for a year. Right. Um, and that was brilliant. Like, it was just, it's just really, you know, breakfast radio is great. So, so essentially, when I speak to people such as yourself on this, on this kind of show, really it is compared to people who have proper jobs that are difficult and that have to work hard out and that are really important, mm-hmm. we, people like you and I, we just essentially mess around for a living. Yeah. Yeah. And you read Modern History at Oxford University, is that right? I did, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I'd, I'd like to stress I'm still a man of the people. I really no, but I'd like... No, 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 and that's not... I, I, I wasn't going down that no, road. No, 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 I know. Uh, no. The road I was going to go down, if I can navigate these sort of stormy waters without coming across as offensive, and I normally can't, is is... That's a good education, right? Yeah. That's something that you, probably lots of people would agree would set you up for not whatever you want to do, but if you work hard, that's going to give you a good start. Did you always want to come and do this kind of thing, or did you have your eyes or your heights, sorry, your sights set on something sort of more grander than that, or more proper? Do you mean? Yeah, just like kind a of, proper yeah. job. Yeah. Um, I don't because you're obviously you're obviously a clever guy. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, I, I think it's important to say. I'm not a genius and you don't have to be to go there. Right. No. And there is this total image. There is so, I mean, I could do a lot on how much I hate the media portrayal of Oxbridge, which is just yeah. Boris Johnson or Hugh Laurie or just the poshest people you can find. Yeah. And I'm by no means, you know, I'm not 
uh, you know, I wasn't born in a shoe, right? You know, I had a very nice, I had a really nice life. Like yeah. growing up in central Cambridge, I yeah. joke, joke about getting out of CB1, but like I had yeah. a lovely time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know really. I sort of said when I was eight, I wanted to be Des Lynham. But I just... It's kind I, of a common thing, right? Yeah, but I, 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 you know, I wasn't good enough to be a footballer and I guess it was kind of a throwaway. Eventually you want like Auntie Sylvia to stop asking you what you want to do. Want to yeah. do. So it was just kind of a stop line. I didn't like do any... When I was at Oxford, there were people who sort of had contacts books with like Pat Murphy's phone number or something. Yeah. And I wasn't in that school. No. I, I, I was the sports editor of the paper. Okay. Just because... Of your college or the whole unit? The, there were two universities. One of the university ones. Okay. And it was just because me and a Geordie mate would get a crate of beer on a Tuesday yeah. and just stay up all night writing terrible captions for photos and stuff. Right, okay, yeah. But I didn't really think about any of it properly. And then I, when I finished university, I used to work on the river in Cambridge, punting people up and down the river. Okay. Which was like, brilliant summer job. Yeah, Half great. of your body got really fit. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, Half of your body yeah. was just as flabby as it always yeah, was. You were like raffing the down. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And then, and you know, you, you, you weren't pretty well in the summers. And you were outside and it was nice. But like come November, and then my parents were like, right, now you've got to get a job. Yeah. And I think I, I did two weeks work experience at an advertising agency. And yeah. I hated it. So yeah. I had lots of friends who were going into law and, and sure. banking and things like that. And I didn't really understand, you know, and having internships I mean, at places called McBain or something. Yeah, like, I don't know yeah. what, like, I was like, I don't yeah. know what that means. Like, like consultancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like nobody grows up thinking this is my dream, right? Yeah. To, to be a... No one knows what it is. I still no. don't know really what it is. Mm. Um, but I, hang on, I got an email address that someone else, a mate of mine, who actually did go into advertising actually, but he'd emailed somebody by guessing their email address from the end of the credits of Football Focus. <laughs> That's a called, great. A guy called Charles Runcie, right? Yeah. So I just emailed this person saying, yeah. look, can I come in? And I went and did work experience at Football Online, BBC mm -hmm. Sport Online. Mm -hmm. And it was it was really good because... I did two weeks and a lot of it was, you know, just five live would have the reports during the game and you'd just write them up and that kind of thing. And I could, yeah. I could the, the work I could kind of do, but I was 21 and, and I'd, I'd probably come out of university a little bit cocky. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably fair to say. And after two weeks, I sat down with this guy and he said, listen, you can do the work. Everyone thinks you're a twat. Basically, right. did he? And that was like heartbreaking for me. Like, That's a great thing to hear, though. That is so good. Really Honestly, I owe yeah. him so much because yeah. you were like, I'd sort of come in and really failed to acknowledge that people had worked hard to get into these positions. Yeah, and I was just like this little dickhead. Dick. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And like it was sort of spirit crushing to hear it, but it was really, it was the best, probably the best. Mm. That piece of advice in a radio presenter called Ronnie Barber, who said when you were reporting, if you don't have another question, just don't ask one. Just yeah, go yeah. back to you. It was a really good bit of advice, especially when you're starting out. Yeah. Um, so from there was when I he got me in touch with the sports editor at Radio Cambridgeshire. Mm -hmm. So I started doing, um, you know, going to Cambridge United and interviewing John Taylor, the manager, like Cambridge's record ever goal scorer, now the manager. Yeah. And like the first few times you do this, you think, oh my God, this is amazing. Dream stuff, yeah. After about 10 of doing that, you're like, I'm asking the same, just like, are there, uh, you know, any injury but some people, Some people love their hometown, their hometown football club so much mm. that that's, that's good for them. They'll, have, yeah. they'll do that forever. Yeah. You know, there was people, where I grew up in Portsmouth, there are people working at the local newspapers down there, or they certainly were, and they're very happy. They don't want to go to Nationals. They don't want to mm. go anywhere. They, they love it there. And But that didn't, that didn't sort of sate you. No, really. no. Or, or, 
I sort of felt, I think I wanted the Radio 1 breakfast show. Right. So I was doing like a Saturday afternoon show and doing comedy features and mm. bad soap operas, which fortunately I've brought one back to Talk Sport yeah. recently, of which you started. I've been on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Deputy Mayor Moore. Didn't get any extra pay, um, but yeah. No, no. Uh, so I sort of started doing that. And so, no, I didn't. That, 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 that certainly wasn't, that wouldn't have been enough for me. Mm. Um, and I was constantly making demos and sending them everywhere. And yeah. but you know, when you made a demo, then you had to make a CD. Yeah. And you had to like, I'd like put a picture of me like badly <laughs> slotted in the front of the CD. Right. And I'd have my and I'd like put it in a jiffy bag, and then I'd post yeah. them all off to like Virgin and Kiss and yeah. Radio One and yeah. and all that. And, but, and but just, my, my last year of university, I had to, I was still editing with reel to reel tape. Because I did media at university. Right, I okay. was still teaching, yeah. editing with Real to Real. First, I think the first report I ever did, which was about dogs having their tails cut off, I think. <laughs> um, My goodness. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a word for it, and I, I, I can't remember it now. And um, yeah, the one of the producers had to did that. It was on a Real to Real. I think the first one I, right. I ever did. Right. Um, but yeah, People listening to this now will be like, what I know, like the kid, for yeah. the kids. Well, I was sending yeah. CDs off and then hearing nothing and hearing nothing. Yeah. When you got a letter... Yeah. From like Virgin Radio, yeah. just going, oh, that was nice. Send another one in six months. Like, oh, well, at least I've got somewhere. Yeah. Like, this is so exciting. Yeah. Um, I know I'm sort of going lots of circles about the, the, the chronology but, but kind of, of but, but the kind of work you now do, was it was a seductive thing for you quite early on and yeah. you realised yeah. that's what you want to do. You never thought about doing anything else but after that. I think my dad was like, what are you doing? Right. I think he'd once, like, he'd once been at a dinner where Chris Tarrant was there and thought he was a bit showy and had based show business oh, on Chris Tarrant. Okay, right. And I've, I've actually, I've met Chris Tarrant occasionally and he's, yeah. he's a perfectly nice chap. He did a legendary um, radio show, didn't he, of course? Yeah, of course. Capital Breakfast for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. But I like that my dad decided that. And my dad, you know, was a, did grow up with not a lot mm. and became quite miraculously a professor of medicine at Cambridge, right? right like, okay. It's like totally rid ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he didn't have teachers for one of his A-levels. So he was whatever. an exceptional guy, hardworking guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of stuff. so for me to sort of pick this flippant, ludicrous profession, yeah. he sort of said, look, set yourself a target of like 28, you know, and if you're nowhere, you've got, you've got time to go back and be a lawyer. Mm. I think when I got Soccer Air, I rang him and... How old were you when you got Soccer 29. And that's he said. He said no. Sorry, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I, I think I'm very lucky because of my upbringing that meant I could, was sort of secure. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a problem that the media has is that it's it's there are lots. Of, there's lots of problems with lack of representation in the media. But one is people who can afford to do work experience for no money and those yeah. things. That's, and that's, was, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. And, and I was, so I was lucky that I had the security that I knew that if it didn't work out, there was somewhere I could go back to, I guess. Yeah. I find that if you, if you go, you've really got, we, obviously we're a pretty small company here. We try and make sure we pay people fairly so they have the best chance. So, we, so not just for them, but because we can get the best people, right? Mm -hmm. You can't be making a decision about who you want to work with on whether they can give up the time or that kind of stuff. It just doesn't really work. Well, and also you want to be, you want to, you know, you want to be able to hear from different voices, right? Yeah. This is a pivotal moment in football right, right now. I don't know when this is going out, but you know, you hear what Danny Rose is saying and Raheem Sterling. There was a huge problem that, you know, Darren Lewis is pretty much the only yeah. senior journalist who is black, right? Yeah. In, in football writing. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and, and that, that goes across the board with broadcast and TV. And that, and and that fosters a situation where, Darren, who we've both worked with and we both like, I'm sure, um, 
is only ever used to talk about those issues, of course, which yeah. becomes ridiculous. It becomes yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And if you're him, you'd probably be thinking, well, why are you bringing me in just for this? Right? Yeah. I'm either yeah. a good guy, a broadcaster, or a journalist. Yeah, or I'm totally, not kind totally. of thing. So I completely agree. Yeah. Let's let's um let's fast forward to then more recent times. Um, the football weekly thing, the elephant in the room. Oh yeah. Um, so you were presumably the most happy of everyone about this split between the Guardian to the Totally Football Show. This was, I mean, if anybody struck gold with yeah. the timings and everything. Because before that, you were a guest me. presenter when James couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I used to guest on that and oh, who, who should be sitting there is Gab Marcotti from the game. Oh, I of presume, course. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to sit in for Jimbo on the Guardian. I used to sit in for Gab on the Times. And when I sat in on the Times most people were sort of happy because it was more relaxed. When I sat yeah. for Jimbo, I just got absolute... Thought. I mean, not as much... The, the criticism was grammatically correct, which was interesting after sort of lots of people just shouting, bring back Lovejoy out of vans, which is sort of my... The that what happened? Decade. Yeah. yeah, quite okay. a lot. Um, but yeah, I, when it happened, I was I was on holiday in Italy with my wife and Barry rang and he said... And this was literally a week before the season. Mm. And Barry rang and went, I won't do his voice. He just went, Jimbo's gone. If you don't get this job, you are shit. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. okay. And But you, you had guest presented it before. Yeah. And, and you'd got quite a lot of stick for that. Oh, yeah. In fact, there's a really good, you know that um, film, is it Downfall, about yeah. Hitler? And they and they changed the subtitles. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. was a brilliant... It's like a big meme. There's a it? brilliant, yeah. when I'm sitting in for Jimbo... Meme. Me. Uh, you know, it's like the five minute thing, the full subtitle wow. thing. It is it's definitely worth watching. I think the Rambles mentioned. Is it? In in the subtitle. It's somebody who definitely gets this. You know, there's all su- sort of things about okay. Slavia Prague away kits and false nines and okay, all this. Right, okay. And you know, this sort of how can we have this banter merchant? And I think the interesting thing is that when I used to sit in and I was doing Soccer AM, they are arguably at the two the two poles of sports broadcasting. So you were too right? straight for Soccer AM, but too bantery for, for weekly. Well, I mean, you're, you're going to get criticism whatever you do, but my my thought was actually, you know, if you think about all of football broadcasting, yeah. you'd probably put Football Weekly at sort of the most highbrow end yeah. and Soccer AM at the least. Yeah. And actually, there's not a massive difference. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the difference in how they're produced and how they're made and they're different formats, yeah. but you're still talking about the same stuff. Yeah. Right? So, so actually, this... This idea, there were certainly some listeners who were like, we can't, this person, we can't have this person anywhere near this. Yeah. But ostensibly, you're just sitting, talking about football. Yeah, but there is, there is a, there is a, James Richardson, again, nice guy, like him. He's got a cult oh, yeah. following him. Oh, really? Does, and so yeah. for you, <laughs> you, you must have felt a bit like Davey, Davey Moyes. Um, well, the thing was, I... Who had had a few caretaker stints before and they got absolutely pilloried out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, you're right. I, I, I tend to think like none of us are indispensable, right? Like everybody panics mm-hmm. about, everyone panicked about, you know, Tim Lovejoy living soccer or whatever. If Gary Lineker left match of the day, you know, we go, oh my God, get, you know, we'd still, Keys and Gray, right? Keys and Gray started to think they were more important yeah. than Arsenal v Liverpool. Like yeah. people literally turn on to watch the football match. What do you think you, of those two? Do you have any experience with them? Um, I, when I first got to Sky, there were definitely people who were, more welcoming right I will say Stelling lovely I remember Jamie Redknapp was really nice Alan Smith is an absolute gentleman yeah um, uh, Martin Tyler's lovely yeah 
those you know that sort of little team were you don't spend a lot of time together it's very rare your paths crossed sure. but they were sort of we are the power we hold the power we're here the power base you okay. know they were they were they like openly rude to you um no no I wouldn't say they're openly rude to me. I just, I, I remember one, I remember the Ryder Cup had finished and I was in the Chelsea box that Sky had and everyone came in, obviously, and they were more sort of taking the mick mm. than as opposed to, hey, welcome, mm. you know, yeah. this must be exciting for you. Yeah. And I was too scared. I was, we, before the show, we were talking about not showing any vulnerability or not showing weakness in yeah. the in this environment, which is a bit like in football. Yeah. And I certainly wasn't confident then, A, because I didn't know how to do a TV show. So I was, <laughs> yeah. I was, just, so, I was just so desperate for anyone to tell me that Saturday's episode had been okay. I was yeah, like, okay. just totally, I mean, I'm so pleased Twitter didn't exist then. Yeah. So I wasn't in the right frame to be like, you know, you're just yeah. a person. Yeah. Right. But I didn't, I, they weren't openly rude to me, no. But it's kind of bullying and behaviour though, no? Uh, I think you're trying to get more... I, I, I don't think... It, no, they would, I'd never say that, no. Okay. They, they, were, like, they were perfectly polite and decent but to it's me. it's kind of like alpha male. This is our it was, it was very alpha male, yeah. yeah. Sky was like that. I mean, TalkSport yeah. was a bit like that, but Sky was really like I that. I don't find TalkSport like that bad at all, really. No? Nowhere near as bad as I, my impression of it yeah. when I started. I, I, you're actually... That's, that's a fair point. I had an image before I got there that it was... Yeah. A different, you know, there are some very bright. You do stuff for Hawksby and Jacobs, right? Yeah. That is a brilliant radio program. Yeah, and two very enlightened, yeah, uh, thoughtful broadcasters. Mm. Um, yeah, Sky but was it, more. But it happens a lot, Max, doesn't it? The, when you go any into any sort of broadcast environment, and there is an elder statesman kind of guy there, and it's always mm. a guy, and they're like, "This is my territory," kind yeah. of thing. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been like, I remember being shoulder barged on stu- on set by like Jeremy Thompson at Sky News before. Really? Yeah, because he's, he's just like, who are these young kids? You know, I'm the I'm the big guy here. When and I can imagine Grand Keys being very much like, yeah. I don't have any experience of working yeah. with them, but I can imagine it being like that. When I was reading the news on the Peterborough Breakfast Show, <laughs> when the okay. Radio Cambridgeshire Breakfast Show was split between yeah. Peterborough and Cambridge, the presenter he said to me. Because, you know, the newsreader, you sort of get to do an Anne Finely story and maybe you get an extra minute of their time, right, yeah. if you have a good one. Yeah. He said, he said to me, this is pretty much verbatim before the show, he said, I'm really happy, and this was not ironic, the yeah. way he said this, I'm really happy for you to join in on the show. <laughs> but as Tom O'Connor says on CrossWits... I do, I do the jokes. <laughs> Which I was like, and it's sort of like red rag to a bull, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, so come on. In there. Yeah, Whereas I used to do the sport occasionally for Danny Baker when yeah. he was at BBC London. Yeah. And because Danny's so good, he would let you go off on one for five minutes. Because he's a legend, yeah. It didn't yeah. matter what you had. No. He could either build on it, yeah. join in, or yeah. just do something better afterwards. Yeah. So like, he, he was actually a very generous broadcaster like that there's no subject that he can't talk about he was same with Danny Kelly as he well. did I think Danny did a week of he he did a phone in on what is the most boring thing that exists and I think the listeners decided it was a plastic bag and then he said right next week we are only doing plastic bags right it's brilliant it's brilliant yeah. because it's just like right let's just he gets it right it's so he confident as well. well it's so confident yeah. because most people are like oh god we need five phoning subjects and they've yeah. got to be oh we need to you know like on talk sport it's like you can do if you want to get 20 phone calls you just do who's the bigger club liverpool or manchester united yeah. and in your own bubble you'll get 20 30 you'll get hundreds of phone calls and you'll think that's lit up the, that's lit up the switch oh, board. it's yeah. amazing what yeah. a brilliant show but actually you're just doing who do you support Whereas yeah. if you do, whereas if you do, come on, let's build a football team of footballers who have done you a favour, right? Yeah. And you get a phone, you get the one call that says, "I ran out of petrol, and 
I turned round and the man pushing my car was David Platt. Yeah. Well, that is better than however many people Agreed. saying Liverpool and Manchester United yeah. are better. Agreed. And, and Danny is... The king of that. The king of that. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll take a quick break, after which we're going to finally talk about um, Football Weekly and why Max and I and everyone involved all hate each other. Don't yeah. go away. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to this Ramble Meets with Max Rushton, sponsored by Bet365, of course. Um, Max, I want to talk about Football Weekly now. Okay. I also want to talk a bit about how you deal with criticism online, because it's a quite interesting method and an interesting, engaging kind of way, mm-hmm. whereas I prefer just to ignore it, but that's another story. Football Weekly is a big show. You said it's at the, st- the top of the shit, it's the biggest show, did you? I did say that. Yeah. I'm sticking with it. Should we agree to disagree? We can. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, you know, we can. Why won't you let me go with you? Well, because I don't think, I don't think you're right. <laughs> like we were like, cause, cause I don't really follow the stats. Right. I mean, I think when we, when I took over football weekly, I mm. think everyone was a bit scared that we'd, I thought we'd have a bit of a drop. Yeah. And then we'd be okay. Luckily it coincided with the massive explosion of podcasts in general. Well, right? you could argue that was the reason. I, I... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like it. I, and I might be wrong here, so I just and I and I and I absolutely hate doing any of those, um, 
something I'm doing is doing really well. I don't yeah. like that sort of unedifying, yeah. like let it well, be so good. rare as well. Isn't it? Right, right, it's also true. Right? <laughs> but I think the figures have doubled, right? Um, I imagine you've done. Look, look, no one no, wants to hear know, us. Like, no one wants to hear us swing our dicks around. No, no, about, no, 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 about no. This, But, but I'm sure it's it's probably bigger than round. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We, uh, we all value happy, our audience. You're happy. I'm yeah. happy. We're happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we don't record us in an office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just joking. So, what was it like when you first stepped up? I know you've done a bit of guesting already, um, but to to be to get to get into those shoes and first of all were you surprised that the split even happened in the first place um well i had no idea really how it worked within no one really knew did they no no one knew i mean that's quite like, a good well-kept secret wasn't it, it it was a well-kept secret and this is this is what i've heard and this may be completely incorrect so um i don't anyone from the Totally Football Show can... can um, I don't imagine they'll listen. It's unlikely, but, yeah, you know, yeah. they can disagree. My understanding is, and this might be totally incorrect, that they thought if they did it so close to the start of the season yeah. that the Guardian would not have time, yeah. so they would buy it back. And, oh, I see. And right, then, they okay. could, then they could keep Barry, who is a really, obviously, an absolutely pivotal part, part of, show, of that yeah, show. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know if that's true or not. They, but did Barry even know? No. That's not until very that's late. problematic, isn't it? That is problematic. How yes. do you feel about that as his friend? Um, I, I would have done it differently. Yeah. I think. I look, look. We've all been in situations where you have to keep your cards very close to your chest when you're getting a new job somewhere because, of course. So when I got given soccer and they said, "Don't tell anyone," and it's like when you get a new job as a doctor in Doctor Who, right? Yeah, you've exactly. got to sit on it for like yeah, three yeah, yeah. months or something. Yeah. So I got that job. They said, "Don't tell anyone," and then. Three pints in that evening, and I had a Blue Peter audition that day as well. I had to turn to my friends and say, "Lads, I've had a very odd day." So right. I told everybody and just hope nobody knew. But I, I so I, I think that I think that's what they wanted to do. I, um, the Guardian. So Barry told me. So mm-hmm. you know, and then the Guardian said, "Ah, oh, can you do the first few football weeklies because Jimbo's off?" Yeah, and I said, "That's strange because." Normally, I get booked like four months in advance. Right. And then they rang and said, okay, here's the thing. Right. And it's very rare you're in a position of power, right, in this industry. Yeah. So I basically said, look, you either give it to me or you don't. But the worst case for me is I come in and do the first 10. And you've been been And then, you know, I take the hit and then someone else comes in. Yeah. So they were up against it. It's the only time ever that I've been in one of those odds things, odds for the next I saw presenter, that. Yeah, I remember honestly. seeing that. Yeah. And the funny thing is I knew and I was like, I know. And I was 11 to four. I was like hot favorite. Like it was yeah. 11 to four, yeah. seven to one was second favorite, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't really know. I don't want to go to prison, right? <laughs> yeah, so okay, I'm sitting right. there going, God, I could lump on here. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't because I was like, what do you do? What do you do in this situation? Like what a weird, like, because I've obviously, yeah. it, it was, I was doing a radio show with Sam Allardyce three days ago and he'd gone from 50 to one to odds on for West Brom. So yeah. I just spent the whole show going, I'm here with the new West Brom boss, yeah. Big Sam. Yeah. But like, I've never been in that situation before. No. So that was strange. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Being in, in the theatre rather than yeah. commenting on yeah, what's yeah, happening. Yeah. I, I, um, but I didn't feel, I think we didn't deal with it brilliantly at the start because obviously on Twitter there was actually a huge meltdown. Yeah. But there are lots of people who listen to this yeah. who don't sit on social media all day. Yeah. So for the first podcasts, we were all a bit like, you know, Barry doing jokes about treachery and, yeah. and you know, like who has their head turned by, you know, PS, I think Neymar's deal had just gone through yeah. and we were making all these terrible yeah. uh, analogies about that. Um, I think at the start, a lot of people, like people don't like change, but eventually you just, 
Well, it's happened. You can nothing it, do about it. it. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. And I, and someone's I, got to host a thing. And, and I genuinely think right. So the difference between like you guys are the same every week, right? All right. Okay. Not <laughs> twice a week. Thanks. <laughs> it's the same old shit. Yeah, twice every, a week. Twice a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, once you've listened to one, you've listened to them all. Mm. My feeling about this about the two pods is that Jimbo is obviously brilliant, right? Their first team squad is great. Mm. Uh, I love Julia. Yeah. Julian Laurent is a lovely man, beautiful man. Yeah, he also guy. sometimes comes in and does on the concert. Yeah, with yeah, us. yeah. great guy. Yeah. Um, brilliant footballer as well. Yeah, is he really? Okay. Really good player. Okay, right. Um, and James, obviously, and I've worked with all these guys, Rafa as well, they're, you know, yeah. they're really good. I think where we are very lucky is that our strength and depth, our squad is yeah. vast. Did you have right? any role in trying to convince some of the people who were going over to Tottenham to stay at The Guardian? Um, not massively, no. I... Uh, I think there's only, I'm not sure if, I think there are very few people who've done both. Oh, that's what I mean. Exactly, I think, yeah. I think Philippe, I think we said... It felt like people had to choose, Yeah, really. they did. Yeah. They did. Okay. And I think some people wanted to do both. And I think The Guardian said, listen, you can't you can't do that, which is un- totally understandable, right? Yeah. It's like working for Sky and BT, right? Fine. So um, I think Philippe might have done one for them. And we said, hey, Philippe. Mm. So... He came with us because it's with the, with the goodies, right? The important thing is, I suppose, if you want to listen to Andy Brassel, you can get Football Weekly. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to James Horncastle, you can go Totally. If you want to listen to them both, you can listen to one of our shows, right? Well, I guess so, same yeah. Yeah, but, so. I mean, that is too much. Having them both too together. Much. Overkill, is, like, is it? That's like a triple magnum. It's European overkill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can only okay. have one of them at any one True, time. True, yeah. They, exactly. if, they, if they actually touch, they create like a vortex yeah, yeah, into another dimension. And that's completely unacceptable. And where every, um, everyone's a libero. But, but I, I tend to think you can, you know, like listen to what you like to listen to, and of it's, course. it's all okay, and we're all still alive. Absolutely. What, 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 Max, what are you trying to do with Football Weekly that perhaps to differentiate between the James Richardson era? Have you made a conscious effort to be different, or just are you just thinking, right, I'm not James Richardson, so I'm just going to be myself? Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't pretend to be somebody else, right? I mean, it's also really cliche, isn't it? It's those cliches. Oh, people when see through it when, when, you're, when you're starting, people say, "Be yourself and don't take no for an answer." Now, "Be yourself" is really good advice. Yeah. Don't take no for an answer is actually not good advice because if Depends the head of the Radio situation. One has said you can't come in and do early breakfast, <laughs> don't go in there at three a.m. <laughs> yeah, right? you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, so no, no, not at all. I mean, obviously, like, I've worked with Barry for so long mm. that we naturally we work together how we work together on the radio. So, yeah. so it's a slightly. It's so obviously the radio show has less content in it, right? Yeah. But but so it wasn't like I was stepping into this thing going, oh, this is the unknown. I'd done it before. And Barry and I know each other incredibly well. Yeah. And I knew all the other people a bit. And what I what we try and do, what I like to do is if we have a new person on the pod and we're always trying to bring new people in, is to make sure you've got two established people. Yeah. So if you bring a new person in, but you've got Barry and Jonathan Wilson, then that new person can relax because even if they deliver zero it'll it's still, still be a good work. pod yeah, yeah right so actually it's better for them but what, what what's what's the what's football the thing I, I'm obviously going to be incredibly biased in the situation it's hard to be objective but I feel like with the football ramble people know what the kind of show they're going to get now it might not be for everyone they might think it's too wacky or whatever it is a bit wacky yeah that's it? fine yeah. and but people know it's what they're going to get a lot of in jokes there are you know, yeah. yeah yeah there are in fact I'm the producer, producer Jonathan uh, once it's just desperate for me to stop repeating jokes like that's his absolute dream really? is that once I've got my teeth into a gag I would just Mark and Lard did that right now Mark yeah. and Lard are the kings of that something is funny and then it isn't funny and then it just gets funny again because you can't help it I think you've got to find a balance though, haven't you yeah, and I, haven't, I, to, I haven't got that we probably haven't either I think no. it's very hard to get right but my, my question was pure, just, just purely going to be 
to me, the Football Weekly, sorry, Football Week and the Totally Football Show, they're kind of similar, right? Mm-hmm. So what do, what are you doing anything to try and differentiate yourself? Or are you just thinking, right, they're, they're an ersatz version of us, they went and did their own thing, so we're just going to crack on? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, you're always thinking of of different things to do and specials and, and those kind of things. But actually, what I think we are is if you don't have time to take in every bit of sports content that exists yeah. and you have two hours free a week, you'll get everything you need from the Premier League, the Champions League, Europe, Football League. And a digest, Scotland. You will digest everything yeah. done in a way where, and I think you and I probably agree on this, football football is important and there are some really serious things happening within football that mm. don't necessarily get enough coverage. But the game itself is a game, right? It's meant to be fun and there's a tone to that we have that I think is probably not dissimilar to your tone that is... We're here to enjoy it, right? Yeah. Football is meant to be entertainment. It's meant to be your release, whatever. So let's not take it so crazily seriously. You know, that's what I, that's why I would never want to host Super Sunday. I could never stand. Give it the gravitas. I could never, I could never be there and go, welcome to St. Mary's. You join us two hours before kickoff as an out of sorts Southampton take on mid-table Bournemouth in a game that means barely anything to anyone. Like, I couldn't yeah, yeah. and go, you know, this is so important. But, like, I know it matters to those fans. That's of course quite it good, does. actually, that did. Thanks very much. Arrigo uh, Saki said, football is the most important of the least important things. Okay, that's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I love it. He summed that up in a sentence there, and it's taken you about three or four minutes. It's <laughs> taken me about 45 minutes, <laughs> yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what it is. I've got lots yeah. of friends who say, do you know what, I don't see any football now, but I listen to the pod. Yeah, okay. So like, like But I also think if you listen to everything, well, you'll listen to it as well. So, so I think that's, that's essentially what we are, which is you can come to us and you will get the big talking points, the big debates. You'll also get the fun stuff that's happened. Mm. You'll round up Europe in a way that if you want, if you want more on Europe, there are places you can get it on the continent, for example. Mm. Um, But if you just want to know, Oh, what are the big things from Spain and sure. the big things from Germany? Yeah. So like we've done started doing like little reports of like Archie Rintuttle do a report on Germany and yeah. Paolo will do a report on Italy. Yeah. And when they're in, so we had Paolo in on on yesterday, um, talking about the, you know, and he was actually brilliant talking about the the racism in in, in Italy. Um if when they're in, we'll go into detail about that. We go, right, Philippe's here. Let's let's go on to Liga and let's talk about what's happening yeah. at PSG properly. Yeah. But you're not going to do that every week, and you're not going to please everybody, right? No. You, like, you, there are always people saying you don't do enough on. It's like on Talksport. Why don't you care about Bradford? You never yeah. care about. Yeah, you can't please everyone all the no, time. No. And you know, on that on that in jokey kind of thing, I find I'm quite ambivalent about that for, for for the simple reason that clearly I want as many people to listen to our show as possible, mm. and I want people to feel like they can get into it. It's not esoteric, but at the same time. Radio and podcasting is so intimate. It's so like people feel like they're your friend and you want to make the people who've dedicated so much time listening to you over the years feel really like they're part of a club as well. Yeah. And you have to try and find that balance, right? Yeah. But, but a second ago you said about pleasing people and about getting criticism and all that kind of thing. And you do sort of take people head on. But I, I feel like you probably spend too much time worrying about what people think about you because you spend, you you give them so much oxygen. You give them the oxygen of publicity, yeah. which is not something I feel naturally that comfortable doing because I feel like I can't get derailed from what I'm trying to do. But you seem to embrace it and sort of go in there with both hands. I'm really conflicted. For a start, every boss has told me not to do it. So right, it's probably okay. naive, right? Yeah. And I sort of hope my bosses are smart enough to realise that the people 
it's very rarely at high achievers. It's not Sir Richard Branson who's saying, no. you're a melt pothole, <laughs> dry lunch, right? The, it just doesn't the, really the general happen, consensus, right? The general rule is that no one hates on someone doing worse than they are. Is that fair? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah I suppose so. So I think when it started, like sometimes it, sometimes they are really funny, you know, sometimes, or sometimes it's somebody, somebody says, uh, I don't know how, you know, somebody says, you effing C, you've ruined my life. I hate you. Why don't you just die? Mm. And then you look at their bio and it says, proud father, always respectful. We had one, <laughs> we had one on the radio who said, you know, not only was he like proud father, love my kids, love my grandkids. He's like, he was like, I hate you. You two are shit. Yeah. He also said, he were, he was like, love the RSPB. I love waders or something like that. It's just like, you can't love the RSPB and be a troll, right? So, so, yeah. so what I tend to, I tend to, to always Why do you send care? them love. I do don't, you care? I do not give a shit. Do you not honestly, do you not honestly think it gives the impression that you do care? Maybe. I'll tell you what I think is, if you know in your mind, and people can disagree whether I'm doing a good job or not, if you are confident in what you're doing, yeah. you don't care, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if, if we can get material out of it, so like sometimes at like ten, 1 minute to 11 on the radio, someone will tweet me and Barry going, time to switch off, talk, you know, Andy Wilmot, time to switch off the only two hours I don't listen to. Yeah. And me and Andy can get, me and Barry can get 10 minutes of content going, oh, yeah. actually this is really good for Andy because he's, he's listening the whole time. So yeah. like he needs these he needs a break. two hours, yeah. he needs to do some yeah. chores, he yeah. probably needs some shut-eye, like yeah. all this. So... Uh, has it has it ever affected you when even when it first started because social media is a relatively um, new thing? Uh, it, the first time I got it was an email sent to BBC London, and right. yeah, it, like it floored me. Yeah, because I was at the time I just started doing breakfast and I wasn't really confident with it, and 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 I certainly am pleased that it didn't. I think it'd be much harder to start now. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Than than start when we started, mm. but and I think you when you're starting out and you're less confident, but I just. You never like everyone gets hate mail. Like David Attenborough gets hate mail, right? What are you going to do? I, I, I don't. I have started to think I'm going to give these people less oxygen, just mm. because I think there's so much sort of bile and hate mm. that why add any more? Yeah, you know why? Why give anyone the opportunity? Well, that's the thing, Max. Is I think it, one thing feeds another, right? The, the reason I try not to get involved is because I feel like it gives people the, the almost the legitimacy mm-hmm. that you are acknowledging what they're saying engaging with it and giving a response. The best thing I think you can do is just mute it because yeah. then they can just shout into the vortex yeah. forever and they'll never know and you're not feeding it. Yeah. You know, because there are people out there who will say, Max Rushton always replies to this stuff so I'm going to get stuck in, you know? There is a there is a sack Max Rushton account, right? There's a, Somebody has set up an account to get me sacked from TalkSport. And I told you, I'm sorry about that. No, I know. But but, <laughs> but anyway, he, he tweeted me or he or she, I don't know who it is, tweeted me and they had three followers so I quote tweeted it and went, you know, this is brilliant. Like, actually, to me, that was like a sort of badge of honour, I guess. I guess it, well, it means you've made it, yeah. Obviously, obviously, he's now got about 500 followers, yeah. of which like 10 or 15 are good friends of mine, and it includes me. They've got, but, he's got a full manifesto on there. Oh, yeah, you read his manifesto, it's our amazing. 10 points, it's amazing. Our 10 key points manifesto for the <laughs> Sack Max Rushton, it's quite hard to say, Sack Max Rushton movement. Yeah. Boycott any retailer advertising the Max Rushton show, e.g. Wix. Yeah. Boycott the Guardian newspaper. Yeah. Start another petition to strip Sir Bradley Wiggins of his title until he ceases all association with Max well, Rush. That's he, already happened. He has ceased yeah. that, yeah. That was your decision though, yeah. wasn't it? Well, arguably. <laughs> okay. Number 10 is the best one. Yeah, it's so good. Never give up. 
Enough is enough. Now, hang on. Where's the one about Gaviscon? Never buy Gaviscon again. <laughs> Never buy Gaviscon. <laughs> like, so, like, this guy's actually... I, I have muted him now. Like, he's got too much because he's never... First he never reply, I'll, I mean, come on, no one buys the Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's like... Like, that is hilarious that he's gone to this... He or she has gone to this trouble, right, to write a manifesto. I mean, the profile picture is you with a clown nose I on. know, I know. That's also been made the profile picture of our football team WhatsApp group. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. Uh, I... I, I'm really conflicted and I think you're probably right. It's probably better just to ignore them. But it's a it's a version of mean tweets, right? Of, of, yeah. of these people just reading out this. Like Some of them are so funny. And the other thing I think is strange is when you, someone goes, I hate you, you're awful. And you reply going, cheers, Dave, you know, yeah. stay strong. And then they're like, oh my God, you legend, you replied. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. On, stick, yeah. To your, stick to your guns now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I am conflicted. I, I definitely do it less. Mm. And... Um, it might, it might not be right. I, I also, I also try not to. For example, I tweeted about Danny Rose today, saying like I, I agree with Danny Rose. Like fair play to him for standing up to. to yeah, to, this is where this is Danny Rose saying that he's counting down a day so he can stop playing football because he's fed up with the, I guess, institutional racism within the sport, mm. um, uh, which came out sort of around April yeah. time. Yeah, and and a lot of people reply going, "Oh yeah, he's a millionaire, gets loads of." you know, how dare he, you know, why doesn't he quit now? If he wants to quit, he can earn his millions and then quit. And and and, and what I try to do actually, if I reply, is to is to is to say, I don't agree like with all due respect, I don't agree with you. I'm 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 really reticent to to say you just don't understand. Because I just yeah. don't I I think what you want to do with people is try and sort of carry them is try and change their Can you ever do mind. that through Twitter though? I, well you could definitely you can definitely not do it. Yeah. By reply going, you're an idiot, you don't get it. Sure. Right? And that's just not going to help anyone. Yeah. And, I, and I find that when you're on the radio as well and you're doing phone-ins on difficult subjects. Well, I was on TalkSport and we were doing something on the Rainbow Laces and a transgender person rang up TalkSport, which to me was like, wow. I'm, yeah. I'm maybe naively, I just thought, I don't know how many trans people are listening to TalkSport. Yeah. And, and the bravery of them to ring up and tell their story and lots of people reacting to that going, oh, you know, they were talking about how nervous they were about getting on a train with football fans and they were yeah. a football fan, but they didn't get attacked. And so lots of people were going, well, they didn't get attacked, so what's the story? Yeah. So I'm really careful not to go, that isn't the point, yeah. uh, to, to say, you don't get it, you're an idiot. So what you're saying, you don't want to condescend or patronise no, people, no, you, no. Want to, you want to try and lift the whole thing, yeah, the, the whole consciousness so. of the, of the well, debate, Maybe, maybe or, okay. just, or just think, we just need to be more nuanced in, in that. And I suppose with trolls as well, if somebody hates you, they hate you. And you can just say, look, it's a free country, you're allowed your opinion. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I sometimes think I won't bother. I've muted a lot more people than I used to. Um, I don't think I've blocked anybody. Uh, but I, but I, I am conflicted about that because very yeah. few people. James Blunt does it, but he it's does slight, it brilliantly. It's slightly different. It is different. He does it very well. He does it really well. Yeah, um, uh, I'm not saying he's funnier than you, Max. That's okay. No, I'm just saying he does it very well. <laughs> He'll probably get Talksport breakfast before yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good. Not like, everyone can get it, can they? No, no, like, everyone right. can get it, mate. You know, You're probably right. We'd all like that, um, but it's, it always reminds me of that scene in Extra of the Ricky Gervais vehicle, Which where. One? where, where um, the agent Darren Lamb, played by Stephen Merchant, and he's, he's got Barry from EastEnders. Yeah, and he says the thing is, when Ross Kent went into the ITV offices and said, "I want a million pound or nothing," they gave him a million pound. I go in there with Barry from EastEnders, and they've chose the nothing option. So you never know. Can I tell you a brilliant Barry from EastEnders story, please? Um, what's his name? Sean Williamson. Sean Williamson. Yeah. So, uh, 
the guy, Chris, who booked the footballers for Soccer AM back in the day, works at Chelsea now. He books Sean Gota for the show. And um, so, you know, we get in on the Friday, me and Helen, and we do the script meeting and then we go and like research Sean Gota and we try and think of, you know, interesting and different questions we can ask Sean Gota. And, yeah. and then, you know, currently the assistant producers go and put that package together of his greatest goals. And then if we see funny things on YouTube, whatever, we say, oh, look, can you get this clip for this show? So lots of work goes into what is like a 10 minute interview mm. for someone. There'll be lots of people cutting different things and and getting different pieces for this interview, right? And so we get it all ready. And, and about sort of 5, 6 p.m., we're sort of finishing off the script. And uh, Chris walks into the office and says, I've had a shiter, everybody. He said, he texted Sean Gota's uh, agent to say what Sean up to at the moment. And Sean, Sean's, you can see where it's going. Yeah. Sean's agent replied going, he's, He's just doing a spot of writing. He doesn't think he's going to do panto this year, right? <laughs> right. Which is not the reply. Not the re- I yeah. mean, it was true. Sean Gota wasn't planning to do panto that yeah. year, but it, it, we were like, he'd somehow got them the wrong way round and had booked Sean Williamson instead of Sean Gota. Right? Did, did Sean Williamson turn up? So Sean Williamson turned up and he answered every question we had for Sean Gota and he was absolutely brilliant. And then we got them on together like later that season. Yeah. And I just all credit to Sean Williamson because yeah. obviously he sent himself up brilliantly in extras, but yeah. he's a he's a brilliant guy. And it was just one of those moments. There were moments off air in Soccer AM. There's that one. There was one where Mel B came in, right? And Mel B just got bored, right? <laughs> About half eleven. And just decided to go and get a Nando's, right? It's just leaving, right? right? I think Ian Wright was on the show at the same time. And we're like, you know, you're booked for the whole show. You've got to... Sure. So one of our... Dev, who worked in the office, was dressed as Jason Lee in classic Baddiel and Skinner yeah. uh, pineapple on his head. Yeah. Um, and it looks a bit racist now, but yeah, carry on. Uh, true. Look, I, at, Dev look is, at the footage of it now. Oh, it does look a bit racist now. Yeah. I mean, Dev is... Problematic. Dev is... Oh, no, I'm not saying him. I'm just saying... That it is yeah, problematic now. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, anyway, we had Dev who happened to be black with a pineapple on his head. Yeah. Uh, but in the green room, pleading with Mel B. There's a man with a pineapple on his head pleading with one of the Spice Girls not to leave <laughs> to get a Nando's. <laughs> I was just such an, just a great image. And the third one, my third favourite, is not that you asked me for my three favorites. No, I didn't. But I think we'll end on this. This is great. Um, so this better be good. A soccerette came in and they would say, what are your skills? And she said, I can ice skate, right? So the exec producer had spent, like blown our budget on getting one of those ice rinks. Uh, those ones I just put in there. Yeah, they just put in notice, yeah. outside. Yeah. And your skill is ice skating. Great. Come to the Soccer Am ice rink. We'd always just caught, you know, as if it's always yeah. been there and we yeah. went out. And um, and so we were like, there we are. We're just rehearsing. We're like, so you've got 30 seconds skate. Hmm. And she could not ice skate, like for love nor money, right? On live TV? No, no, this was the rehearsal, right? Right. And uh, the exec took it a bit seriously, right? I was just like, it's funny. She said she could, she can't. Like, yeah. what can we do? Great telly, yeah. Great yeah, telly. Yeah. But anyway... In our ears, right? You could just hear. I don't know. Maybe he just spent so much money of it. So in your ears. So she's 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 like doing her own thing here. What like, was she actually? What level are we talking? I mean, about? I mean, she couldn't even stand up. I mean, like she could stand up, but it was a bit. It wasn't even graceful. It was like one step. Like she like, thought at that point, they're never going to ask yeah. me to do that. Placing the feet, placing the feet. Right. right. So we're all there going, oh my god. We're like, like, because I felt really. Obviously, you feel really sorry for like she's there yeah. and she can't do it, and this is really awkward. And the exec producer is just going, 
Somebody, it sounds like these classic TV things. Yeah. Somebody fucking teach her to ice skate. <laughs> and you're like, just look around. What, you've got tubes hour. and rocket there. You haven't, got, you haven't got Jane Torville on yeah. hand. Like, yeah. What do you think's going to happen? Uh, what so are you doing on the live bit? You just didn't do it? No, no, we did it. I think, I think, I can't, do you know what? I can't even remember. I think we did it and she just wasn't very good. And we just went, <laughs> there you are. Not a very good ice skater. <laughs> was that 2015 and before you knew it? Uh, someone yeah, that else was, and that was, that was the end of, uh, that was the end of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Max, you've been an absolute gent. Thanks for coming behind enemy lines. Hey, not a problem. I never thought I'd get you talking into a football ramble, Mike. And um, I know that if we ever need a presenter, you will be someone who's easily swayed <laughs> because quite a short attention span. Yeah. Love a pound note. Uh, uh, well, that's, I'm, I'm just follow the fun. Yeah. Follow Luke. the fun. That's exactly. The, follow the fun. Uh, that's what people who love a pound note say to stop people thinking they love a pound note. Listen, everything I've done, every, every bit of work I've done, I've done, for the the art in, in oh, for the people presumably for as well the art yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for the people and there to pay go. the mortgage part time presenter full time artist yeah. Max Rushton thank you very much have you, got, have you got any message for the Football Rambles fans before you go because I think they'll be interested some of them may not even listen to Football Weekly so have you got a message for them before you go uh, yeah Glasgow 22nd of April <laughs> uh, live show at SWG3 Elmwood yeah. Hall in Belfast 23rd yeah. of April yeah. uh, we're doing London on the 10th of May come along it's kind of quaint you're doing these little live shows you should do a world tour someday I'm quite jealous of <laughs> you will, listen you'll be welcome <laughs> what about a cameo hey let's talk about that later okay okay alright will your boss let you do that at it okay we'll give it a go All right. thanks Max excuse me this episode of Ramble Meets was sponsored by Bet365 this was a Radio Stakhanov production hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.